It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. We're here at MJ Unpacked in Las Vegas. I've got Zach Izzard and Z Garib. Did I say that right? Yes. All right, sweet. And you guys are with Harvest Direct? Yeah. Is that yeah. right, too? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're on a roll. What is Harvest Direct? Uh, so Harvest Direct is a cannabis technology company. We're located in Tacoma, Washington. No way. Okay. Yeah, you guys are in uh, Mount Vernon. I'm from Seattle, yeah. Right on, right on. Cool. So yeah, we uh, make cannabis technology that lets us preserve the entourage effect of every strain out there into any non-smoked form. Okay, so, so you're able... Wait, so explain that. How do you do that? How do we do it? So we invented a machine called LACI. Uh, it uh, stands for Lossless Activation Chamber Y. Uh, and it allows us to decard or activate the cannabis while maintaining the full entourage effect, while maintaining the full profile. Okay, so uh, decarboxylization is you're turning it into THC, uh, active THC? Correct. Okay. Exactly. And you're preserving, I'm guessing, the flavonoids, the terpenes, uh, uh, anything, the, the whole entourage effect. Absolutely. Okay. And um, why? Well, because the entourage effect is amazing. And there's so much in the plant that traditional and even current processing destroys. Like distilling, for example, there's no terpenes unless they're being added back and they've been hacked apart anyway by all different kinds of different machines. So with our process, we can take any extract, put it in, activate it. And the only thing that's changed is that we've decarboxylated all the acidic cannabinoids. So THCA goes to THC, CBDA goes to CBD, that's it everything else remains unchanged. 97 to 98% terpene uh, retenti- retention by percentage uh, every single manufacturing. During the pandemic, we saw a lot of edibles being sold. How would this help reduce um, you know, o- overdoses? Uh, there's a lot of like nano uh, tech that, that's trying to resolve that issue, but how does it impact the, the edible market and people's ability to not take too much. Hmm. For sure. So, because uh, with the activation, wouldn't wouldn't that be hit faster? Kind of like nanotech, so that they don't have to wait forty five minutes and then take another one because it's not doing anything. Or so it's more so like getting yeah. more bang out of your buck. Mm-hmm. So okay. our ten milligram capsule feels stronger than the competitors' ten milligram capsule because it's got that total spectrum. So as a result, we make introduction level products that are at five milligrams even one milligram, uh, just to show people what the technology can do and so that they can start to build a feel for how the the experience is going to go. You can always take more, but it's very, very hard to get on high once you're super high. Why why is it more expensive to have activated, um, you know, the tankers, the syringes in in some of the stores that have the the refillable oil for vape pens are more expensive by, you know, double or sometimes um, triple the price for activated is the process that much more uh, expensive or is it just that they're able to essentially get more money for it because it's a, a grab-and-go right you can you can eat it if you want because it's activated and you don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. smoke it so is it is that the strategy uh, 
of why it's more expensive or is it, is it the processing that costs more? So I think it's kind of both. Um, because of the way that it's done now by everyone except those with Lacey, um, there's a lot of processing steps and every time you transfer from one machine to, to the next and in like a distillation process chain, you do like three or four transfers. You lose a few percent each time and your margin disappears. So you gotta jack up your price. And, and sure. The themselves are also degrading. Yeah, so also like your yes. THC degrades, mm -hmm. your CBD degrades. Um, and that's, that's another like huge uh, impact that the technology has is truly giving you the biggest bang for your buck as a consumer and as a processor who uses it. Why is, why is that important? Like, does it matter if I have a, a strain that sits on a shelf for a really long time and it's sativa and then I go and I, I smoke that a year later, it's going to be a sativa, right? It's not going to degrade into CBN, right? Ah, uh, so, so it's, it's complex. The, yeah, it's not complex. the sitting on the shelf that mm -hmm. makes it degrade. It's the way it's processed. Yeah. It's the way the oil is made before it goes into the bowl. Mm -hmm. What about light, light deprivation? If it's a glass jar that doesn't have UV and it's sitting there and there's light, could it? So perfect. I mean, there, there's perfect ways to store cannabis and cure cannabis so that you're losing as little terpene content as possible. Um, Inert environment, so no oxygen, that's great. In the cold. dark, that's great. Cold, but not too cold, not frozen. Those are all the, the environments that we've seen, uh, at least in our travels, uh, 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 being leaders of the science team for a large volume testing lab in Washington. You know, that's that's the kind of processes uh, we saw work the best. Yeah, so we used to work at Confidence Analytics, if you've ever heard of that. Oh, yeah. So uh, Zach was the head scientist there, and that's where we met up. And we used to see thousands of products. And we used to see what makes them good and what makes them bad. Uh, and that's really what motivated us to take the jump and start our own company. Mm -hmm. awesome. Everyone was viewing the, the supply chain as like set in stone, that there are steps in the supply chain that destroy the entourage effect and there's nothing we can do about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and we didn't take that, we didn't take that like, we, when someone tells us no, we say, why not? When someone tells us you can't, we say, why not? Um, so we cleared the dry erase board, we made a pot of coffee, smoked a little sativa, and we started working out how can we do this reaction while maintaining the program? Um, Washington State, that's where we're from. Um, I've been there a while, so I'm gonna say that Washington State is a Petri dish uh, shithole experiment, not vertically <laughs> integrated, and I advise all my clients not to go to do business in Washington State. No offense, Matthew. Um, having said that, are you trying to take your SOPs out of this state to help Oklahoma or Nevada or all of these other places. What are you doing to try and get out of Washington? Because it seems like so isolated, no one really cares. Willie Nelson just left. No one wants to be in Washington. Well, so you know, the thing is the Willie Nelson brand, and like not to show them, but the Willie Nelson brand didn't do well because the products aren't differentiated beyond the brand name. No one cares about uh, celebrities. I think that's across the board. What people care about is good shit. What people care about is black market, like someone saying this is the bankest I've ever had, buy up as much of it as you can before mm -hmm. it sells out. And people are willing to pay a little more and drive a little further to that. And as long as the market is like that, people who make superior products... Are Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% .9 of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, 
their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.